Yes, and welcome to show number 80. That's right, 8-0 of our recap series for the holiday season for the 2021 holiday season. So thanks for tuning in today. We had a we have a great show to do for you today. Today we have on Frank Brown Jr. And the topic of the show was how to be a problem solver. Now, Frank Brown Jr. is an engineer's engineer. He's the head guy over at Agape in New Jersey, huge ministry. But this guy has been around the world. He's done TV. He's done live shows, touring, churches, you name it, he's done it. So sit back, get your popcorn ready and get ready for this amazing conversation with Frank Brown Jr. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Did you hear the pastor? What about your live streams, social media? We provide solid solutions for all of your multimedia needs. Let's learn something today. Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast, episode number 59. I am your humble host, Mr. Thompson, along with the pastor. Pastor Kayla Winley, guys, how y'all doing out there? This is the day. I got got my soprano up there. I got up there. I I got up there this time. I heard that, brother. I got up there this time. I heard that this time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everybody heard that. (laughs) <laughs> we got a special show for you today. We yeah. got a special guest for you today. Before oh, we yes. get started, yeah. like we always do, hey, like, subscribe, send us a review. And exactly. if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit the notification button. So this way, when we go up, you know about it. Exactly, yeah. That's it. And to, 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 to round things off, go to the website. Mm-hmm. Sign up for the newsletter so you can get all the pertinent news that that only comes from the show, but also right. information that's going to help your church grow in knowledge. So, exactly. today's topic is it goes goes hand in hand with the guest. Yeah, today's topic is called "Be a Problem Solver." We like got that. the engineers engineer in the house. Yeah, the engineer. This, this, this is the engineer. The engineers say this is the, he's he's the engineer. So this is the engineer's engineer, like your musicians, yeah, yeah. musician, yeah. you know, your mama's daddy. Like this is the engineer's engineers. <laughs> and up. so, I'm gonna let my illustrious guest. Yeah. I'm gonna let my no. I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my my great co-host bring in. Yeah. Our illustrious guest. All right, like my brother said, we have the engineer to all engineers. I like to introduce to you right now Frank Brown Jr., who has been audio engineer for Ziggy, Onyx, Supercat, Tracy Lee, my dude, Red Fox, Screech It On, Joe, 3LW, Imagine, and Destiny's Child. Now, now, don't think that you know that this is the church sound podcast. So don't think, oh, well, he he only did all this 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 secular stuff. No, 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 no. He has done incredible events for the body of Christ during COVID. We're gonna talk about that a little bit, but he also mixed for CNBC, WNET, 
MTV, VH1, ESPN, all the letters, all the letters, network, all the letters, Hollywood, come the on, alpha, I'm saying, Univision, W L I W and N J Pat. People, if I could get you, if this was a, a, a auditorium, I'd say stand to your feet for the engineer's engineer, Frank Brown Jr. Come yes. On, Wow. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Bless you. Not a problem. That was the dilutive version. <laughs> the dilutive <laughs> version. The abridged, the abridged, the cliff the abridged, note. The abridged version. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Brother, thank you for, for being sure. on the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you for, for real. having me. For real. We are... Well, uh, well. Uh, if you're watching, you can see it in the background of my brother... Frank Brown Jr. I had to make sure so I added Jr. because I don't, you know, his, you know, he told me about his stories about his pop before. Okay. So I had to make sure that he, the, the real Jr. gets the credit for the show, not just Frank Brown. <laughs> so. God, God rest his soul because he'll still take my credit. He don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he don't care. That's what's up. Nah. Before, they, before yeah. we jump into it, let's pay some bills real quick because yep. this is going to be a great conversation. So everyone yeah, buckle is. in. Let's, let's, let's thank our sponsor, Metro Podcast Studio, the hottest podcast yep. studio in New York City. If you are doing anything with your podcast, you want professional sound, you want podcast, you want audio, video, post-production, mm-hmm. and a great location, downtown Manhattan to record your podcast, hit them up, metropodcaststudio.com. All of your podcasting needs. They are a minority owned company. So yep. make sure you yep. go and check them out. Metropodcaststudio.com. So you know what we do every week. Yeah. Those of our new listeners, we do this thing called Sunday School. Those of our, our subscribers, you know that our Sunday school is is is, is quite an event. Yes, it is. And we have a guest minister at hand. We have a guest. We have a guest at hand. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, let's get ready for Sunday school. school. Yeah. What are your three points, sir? I, think, I just need my I, whatever. How many points you got? We gonna pick. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you drop it on us. You want me to drop them on? Did you, hey, I want hey, you to drop hey, it on us. Drop it on us. Give us the point. Give us the point. All right. Okay. See, it's all it's all funny to me, but uh, I'm trying to give you. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop three more on you. Did, first one. Did you really bring that? Mm, okay. But did you really bring me that? Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. Okay. Don't you see that I'm busy? <laughs> um, oh, boy. <laughs> now, I'm gonna give you this one as well. Um, how can you, how can you possibly know as much as me if you hired me? <laughs> Just saying, why you know? I, I know it gave you that abridged version. So I mean, you've got you've got three there. And I, there's a learning one that I that I always appreciate because it's what I use when I go to um, <clears throat> talk to or train other engineers at other locations for church specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the first thing I'll tell them is you're you're not in the service, you're of the service. Exactly. Wow. 
So Man, I'm stumped. Uh, you know, they, they all sound. I'm stumped, bro. They all sound like it's a it's, it's a stick of dynamite connected to each one of them. <laughs> it's like exactly. it's like I can hear it in the background. <laughs> Ready to blow up. Pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Okay. You really bring that to me? That's what I that's what I wanna hear. Mm, mm, mm. What, 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 really what, bring that to me. Did you really I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that. You sure? I yeah, I wanna sure. see what that's about. Yeah, yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, there you it is. Really really bring bring that to me for forty nine ninety nine. The stage is yours, sir. Okay. Well, um, I was mixing, and well, I was about a year in at Agape Family Worship Center in in uh, Rawway, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we know that we know that that church moves uh, in different ways, exactly due, due to due to the praise. I mean, what's going on? This is early. This is early. I'm talking. If you know, and I know you guys know Agape Family Worship Center because you talked oh. to my my boss there, Lauren Dawson. Right. Um, and I was the head audio engineer there for six years, and then I left. And actually, I'm back there now because they they had lost some guys, not due to COVID or anything, but them moving okay. away. They lost two audio engineers. It takes about three for every service. Um, wow. And they, so I'm there, and I'm. Big band, as you know, huge band, you know. You've got praise and worship going. So you've got the band, we've got the band, we've got, at that point, we used six praise and worship singers plus a lead. Okay. Seven vocals. I'm mixing. That's what I do. And someone comes down to me, and this kind of ties into don't you see that I'm busy but that's another story I'm mixing arms spread across the console I'm mixing I'm paying attention someone comes up and taps me on the shoulder and I look and I say you know I'm like yep what's up you know how can I help you I'm watching because you got to keep your eyes up exactly yeah yeah I can't really turn and say yeah well so what's going on? You know, like, exactly. Right, let, right, right. let the boat steer itself, you know? <laughs> right, right. And in this case, it's a cruise ship. That is a big band. This is not, this is not a rowboat. It's right. a cruise ship. Agape Family wow. Worship Center is a cruise ship, man. So the person says, and they, I'm trying to see if I have something that is small that can show. The person hands me a little square. The square says, this is... <laughs> I'm gonna say the person's name. This is BB's music. Okay. I said, "Excuse me." I'm mixing. This is BB's music. He said it's track four, two, and two, four, seven. Oh gosh, I hate like, when it happens. Lord Jesus. I'm like, excuse me, because I, I really can't hear. Like I'm, right. I'm up here. I'm, 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 I'm up the same. I'm not right. in. The, excuse me. This is B. I said, BB, who? <laughs> this means nothing to me at 8 40. Right, of course. 10 minutes after we started praise and worship. That means nothing to me. Who, BB, who? BB Winage. I'm looking through the paperwork or something. <laughs> BB Winage supposed to be here? 
I didn't wear glasses at the time, so I didn't need to wear glasses. This was years ago. I didn't need, this was like eight years ago. I'm like, BB Wine is just coming? He's like, yeah. Hands me, not an iPod, but the iPod Nano. Oh, oh my gosh. What? Look, I don't even, I owned an iPod, the black one with right, the- Right, right, right. Yeah, my wife had the Nano. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the Nano is just a little circle. It's a little square with yeah, the yeah, with the yep, with the little with a button in the middle with that little dial on it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh my goodness! I'm like, now, now I gotta get a pen. <laughs> I gotta get the paper because right down the tracks. And I'm like, but we, no one told me this. I know, and that person turned around and walked away. So I'm like, we didn't rehearse this. Nothing. Wow. Once again, let's talk about being perfect but there's no preparation that's another podcast <laughs> that's all write that one down right. for some if you want to bring me back that's on you no you no you're coming up. back so oh yeah, yeah definitely 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 yeah, yeah, write that, that down pastor write that yeah, down pastor. i got take, that take, take copious notes i got that copious you want perfection without preparation preparation, preparation. that's right okay mm. now i'm like whoa now i'm more ner- i'm nervous now this BB wanted. It's not, you know. So I'm like, oh God, now I gotta get my eighth inch, but now I gotta figure out how to navigate this thing and I've never used it before. And it right. has no screen on it. And no screen. It's got no screen. I don't know how this thing works. Once again, so now I'm I have to during praise and worship, I actually did not have an eighth inch connected. So I have to take one out of my bag. Go behind, get up on the chairs in front of the console, my behind facing the stage. <laughs> I'm talking, and I'm connecting during praise and worship into this console. We were using the Allen and E 4100 at the time. That's okay. 40, that 40 input analog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, 40 by 8. Right, yeah. right, right. Great console. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I'm, I'm and, and, and we, honestly, we were maxed at the time. So I'm pulling something else out. Oh, like my CD gosh. Player. I'm pulling oh, the CD wow. player out, making sure I don't drop those down on the floor in case I need that in case oh. Fred Hammond shows up this afternoon. Oh. <laughs> With a CD, you know, like, y'all just going to surprise me like this? This is what we're doing? <laughs> so now I've got a total attitude in the Lord's house. I know I was wrong for that, but I've got a total attitude. Yeah. So I connect it. Now I figure out how to navigate it during praise and worship. I don't know how, how hot the tracks are. Nothing. Oh, gosh. No preparation. So now I'm like, oh God, I'm praying to myself during praise and worship. Please, Lord, help me work, work with me through this, Lord. I'm going to try to do my best. You know, I'm working with what I have, Lord. Wow. He gets, he gets up there. I get the first track up. I got to talk to my my monitor guy, make sure he's putting it where it needs to be. In the to, yeah, right. We don't know right. how much he needs. Right. right. Have no idea. We've had no preparation. And now. I hit the track. He gets through the first song. I hit the next one. It's not the correct track. He says oh, something. No. He says something smart. Not BB. So I believe that that's where the story ends. And, and I just because I want I want to I want to stay in the Lord's house with this. Yes, so, yes, yes. So I, I was I was I was good after that, but I just he was like, we're gonna get the, you know, since you know something smart. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course it doesn't look good on me. As no, if right. as if I'd been at sound check this morning at 7 30 with him. Right, 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 right. That, that, right, right. 
There you go. Wow. Amazing. Sunday school. Sunday school. You want perfection without preparation. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go through that every Sunday. Uh, yeah. Um, well, we're going to pray for you too. Please, please pray for yeah. me because, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, listen, uh, hey, that band showed up at mm, soundtracks mm-hmm. at nine. The band showed up at nine twenty. Wow, wow. Service starts at ten thirty. Right, right. right. And, they, and everybody played last night, so their ears are blown out. So now they need everything changed from when from Thursday's rehearsal. Right. Ah, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. See, the, shout, the shout, the shout goes right there. The shout goes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> shout goes right there. So let's take it back to the beginning. How did this start for you? I'm 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 a drummer first and foremost. Uh, my dad, he's a drummer. Actually, that's his album right there. Wow! Not, not the beige one, but the more greenish one there. Okay, that's one album he did. He, my dad played on a bunch of stuff. He played with a bunch of people. Um, he toured with uh, Sam Taylor and played with Miles and played with wow. uh, tempta- Temptations, the Four Tops, Spinners, all kinds of people. But he was a j- he started in jazz um, early on. He was, he was one of the first black drummers in the in local 802. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. So he goes back, he grew up in Harlem. And he was a drummer. So naturally, I started playing drums at five years old. And loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And decided that that's what I was going to do. That's it. I'm going to play these drums. Started playing everything possible during grade school. Seventh grade, I auditioned for Manhattan School of Music and got accepted to Manhattan School of Music's preparatory division. So now I'm going to school six days a week. Most kids are going to school five days a week. I'm going to New York on the bus by myself, seventh grade. Um, I know most New Yorkers would be like, oh, it ain't no big deal to us. But yeah, well, I was from Jersey. And that was my my father teach me how to do it. My mother was like shaking in her boots, but it was fine. Um, I was in New York every Saturday from eight to five studying. Wow. And I was there it, when I first arrived there, Regina Bell was there. Um, and what's funny is we lived, she lived in Englewood. I lived in Teaneck. I knew her brother Bernard, but I didn't know wow. her. Wow. I didn't know her. And what's interesting is I met her there. I had known her brother because we were in different towns. We, 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 he and I are closer in age. That's my man. Like we go way back. And then I met her. So she was studying there as well. And um, so, and there was not many people of color there. There was a lot of tons of Asians, a bunch mm-hmm. of other Caucasian folks. Um, and so the, the few black people would really hang together. Sure. And of course, all of us were pretty much in the jazz ensemble. Right. So I studied that. And then I went off to Lincoln University and I, my major was music performance. So I'm still, I'm playing. And my dad, is the reason why I'm even talking to you today. Let's be clear. I mean, my mother was totally supportive. My, you know, that's what she did. But my dad is the reason why you guys have welcomed me to your show because my father called me in my sophomore year. Now I just played with Grover Washington like about two or three weeks before my dad called, made this phone call to me. My dad didn't call me at school. My mom would call, you know, mothers call you regularly. Mm-hmm. Dad, when you get home, we rap, we talk, and we hang out, whatever. He called me, so when he called my, you know, so I, you know, this is way back, I didn't have a phone in my room, phone's in the hallway. And I, right, right. I get to the phone, I'm like, hey, how you, hello? He's my, it's my father's voice. I said, I said, what's going on? I'm thinking somebody's, something's right. happened. Right. 
Dad, what's up? Oh, no, I just wanted to call you. What's up, Dad? Um, listen, um, I was thinking, you need to find something else to do. What? <laughs> what? Wow. You need to find something else to do, like something else other than playing, because, you know, it's different than when I came up. Times have changed. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm in my mind, I just got off the stage with Grover two weeks ago. So I'm a 20-year-old ego like this now. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, what's this guy talking about? Right. I'm on my way. Mike, I'm waiting. I thought this was Michael Jackson calling me, actually, <laughs> but that's cool. It's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, something else because times have changed. And this is this is where the musician, the hip 60s, 70s, 50s musician always came out of. He said, man, because listen, this, this cat's cooking down in the village. It's $60 a night plus tips. And I know how you like to eat. And I don't think that's going to work for you. Wow. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I ain't going to play in the village. Because Michael Jackson's about to call me. <laughs> Ricky Minor, Jonathan Moffat, I'm taking their spot, bro. In my mind. In my mind. Yeah, sure, sure. In my mind. And he said, all right, so listen, you need to think about that. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Click. Hangs up. I'm devastated, honestly. I ain't sure it, wow. but it, inside, I was torn apart. So I... I start because of the level of gigs we had done. We played at the Philadelphia Spectrum uh, for for Sixers games in between, wow. uh, you know, during the games, you know, just the entertainment in between the plays, you know, when they call timeout and stuff like that. With the Jazz Ensemble, Lincoln University Jazz Ensemble, Reggie Parker, the bass player that uh, from Brooklyn, he actually that's where I met him was at Lincoln. We 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 uh, we met there and we played the side by side for four years. Um, wow, and. He, you know, he played on all Hez's stuff, all How Much You Can Bear, all those big songs, all those, wrote all those lines. Um, so I'm like, wow. So I go to this one professor, Professor Cooper, who actually was one of my professors, and he was the, he taught, he head up the uh, jazz ensemble. I said to him, you know, and I was always an audio file. I always liked audio, I was actually a DJ, so I made money on campus DJing. I started DJing in high school. When it was sure. the crews and MCs, I'm a hip hop head mm-hmm. all day long. So, um, so I had this interest, and my dad also had a heavy interest in audio equipment because uh, we had a den in the house that he had equipment in that he would just sit and listen to his music on good stuff. What was good then, or you know, right. vintage now. Right. So, I always had this interest. So I went to Professor Cooper, John Cooper, sax player, he's still around. Matter of fact, he said, uh, "I said, who are these guys?" That when we come to a venue, they're setting up the microphone stands, the microphones. They're they're in some cases if it's a union house, they're bringing my stuff in. And he said, "Well, those are stage hands." But uh, he said, "The guys you're talking." About, I said, "They run that board." You know, I didn't call it a console, and I didn't have any right. national lingo. <laughs> uh, that board, he's, the soundboard. He said, "Oh, those are the audio engineers." And in my mind, and this is about three months later, I said, well, "Maybe that's what I'm interested in as well." So I took up, I took up, I, I came home for one of my breaks. A family friend worked at WNET. He was a video engineer. Ken Crawford is his name. And uh, he, I was talking to him about my interest. He said, you know what, there's, there's audio and television as well. You may be interested in that. I said, oh, yeah. So 
He said, if you want to do an internship this summer, I can get you in, no problem. So I, once again, I tell young people all the time, you earn things by sacrifice. So mm -hmm. that summer, I sacrificed my summer, hanging out, working somewhere, making good money. My parents said, look, you're not going to be able to go to the beach and all that stuff that all these other kids are doing. We got you for your clothes and your books and your tuition when you go back, but you should do this internship. That's good. So I was a little reluctant, but I was like, okay, did it, loved it. And this is the proverbial elevator speech that happened to me. That I worked in the in the tape library, which was in the subcellar. I was moving, you always move tapes from the third floor, which is the engineering floor, down to the subcellar or to editing bays where they needed blank crystallized, what they call crystallized videotape. Mm. And to supply people or pick up the stuff that was being programmed or had been just re, uh, recorded and we would log it in the computer down there. I was bringing tapes down the hallway on the engineering floor. I passed my my boss's boss, who was the head of engineering, his name was Nick Pavicevic. And I, saw, I got to the elevator and he came right behind me and he said, because he knew who I was. I did it two summers. The first summer I did it, I was only making 50 bucks a week. Let's talk sacrifice. Going to New York every day wow. for $50 a week. Not a day. A wow. Week. Wow. But luckily, thank God for my parents and, 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 you know, my ability to listen to them. And then the second summer, somebody moved out of the, one guy moved up to engineering scheduling out of the tape library. So my boss, who was my boss for the second summer, this is my sophomore summer, now my junior summer, he said, Hey, we got this guy coming back. We have an open slot. We're not going to fill it till September. Can we give him the salary that this guy, mm. well, a salary? Wow. I was actually now getting paid and getting college credit. Wow. So now that's the blessing, right? Sure, sure. I'm learning. I'm getting paid. Right. And right. I'm, getting, I'm getting college credit. Two credits. So now this guy comes behind me in my second. He says, you're Frank, right? I said, yes. He says, I'm Nick. I said, oh, sir, I, <laughs> I know who I you, know you are, right? <laughs> yeah, I know who you are. I, you know, everybody wants to be an engineer. Like, that's the goal. He says, listen, the elevator door is open. This is the proverbial elevator speech, man. You got to be ready, right? Always be prepared. It's in the good book. We, the door's closed. I walk in. He says, what do you actually want to do? I said, well, sir, I'm very interested in being an audio engineer. He goes, really? I said, yeah. He says, I need more audio engineers. He said, all my engineers are video engineers, editors, camera people. That was the big thing. You know, there's a, gl there's a glory with being a camera person. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain mystique. He said, but I don't, I don't have many audio engineers. He said, how would you, would you be interested in uh, meeting the audio people who are here? They do something called, it's now called the, the news hour. But um, it's called, it was called the McNeil Lair News Hour back then. And he said, I'll introduce you to them. And you can sit with them and watch what they do every day. You get off at five. I said, yes. He said, they take from, they start setting up at five. They go live from six to seven. You can stay two hours. You can watch them. I said, how many days a week can I do it, sir? He said, as many as you want. I said, he said, meet me at my office this afternoon. I'll introduce you to them. Boom. My question to everybody I train or younger people that I speak to when I give speeches, I say, how many days a week did I go? The answer is five days a week. 
Sure. So I went back to college in, 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 in August. And I got to know these people. And next thing I know, I was working side by side with them. Um, I got offered a job there uh, before I graduated. I graduated on May 7th, 1989. I, I started working there like the 24th of May. Wow. Wow. So wow. that's the perseverance and just, just, just the, uh, the sacrifice that I tell people about all the time. You, you, you got to do it. Right. Wow. Do it. I, you know, I tell my sons the same thing, you know, and anybody who will listen. Wow. Wow. But my dad is the reason why I'm able to talk to y'all on that one phone call. Uh, and <laughs> wow. Before, yeah, I, luckily, I made him proud before he passed. That's why he loved taking credits. If I did a, a TV show and they only put Frank Brown and he watched it, and he would see a lot of shows <laughs> I did. He'd call me and say, hey, man, that was a great show I did. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man, that show with such and such, he'd name all the people. I said, oh, man. He said, yeah, man, they credited me. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Left off the junior. Yeah. So that's why I make sure that's on, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. So what that's do you funny. think the biggest difference with mixing TV when you, when, you, when you look at the other avenues, front of house, studio, like what do you think the, 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 the biggest thing you've learned that, that, that you've taken with you? Well, you said the difference... The difference, the difference and what have you taken with you from it? All right. Well, it's funny. Um, the difference is, I mean, there's different aspects of TV that I've mixed. I've mixed a ton of what I would call talking head shows, especially for PBS. I've done documentaries. I did the Jim Henson documentary that, uh, about Sesame oh, wow. Street um, as in the field. So I learned field mixing as well. And that's the bare bones, like, because you're out in the field and you you got to know how to work with minimal equipment. Like, there's no... You know, there's no bells and whistles. There's no racks and stuff. I mean, you can't see my rack right here. Right, there's right. no racks. There's no, there's no, you got to know how to get that signal to take clean. That's you've got to know how to, you've got to know how to boom. You've got to know how to place mics if it's going to be overhead. You got to know how to place lavaliers on people so that they're nice and neat and run the cables and know how to approach somebody to put a lavalier on them. You can't just run up on somebody and start feeling on their body. Right. I had this little spiel that I would, this little spiel speech that I would tell people as I walked up to them holding the log and the pack and if they were wireless. But the biggest thing that I've taken away that I used, well, I'm sorry, the differences are, are huge. TV is still a different medium altogether than live concerts, unless it's a live concert for TV that you're mixing the right, music right. as the music mixer um, or the front of house person for that concert for television. Television in itself, in most cases, is news. I've done a ton of news for NJTV News. I started that network. PBS sent me out to Jersey to start up the NJTV network, which is the New Jersey mm. faction of, of PBS. Um, right. That was nine years ago. And um, I worked for them straight until COVID, and then they, they kind of shut down. They're still working. That's all another story. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot more laid back, but it still has the same intensity because there's, there's the, the, the need to get it right. And they also rely on you to be that person saying, look, something's wrong. We need to stop if it's pre-taped, even if it's live. Sometimes live, you got to stop. We, you know, how many things have you done live that you had to stop and kind sure. of regroup or figure some things out? Now, the one thing I've taken away from television that I apply regularly is uh, something that one of my mentors, his name is Peter Carl. He's still around. He's, he, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, actually incredible studio engineer um, and live, but he mostly, he 
got out of television and really focused on his studio stuff, opened a place in Brooklyn. But what I took from television and I applied to live is my game structure. Mm-hmm. He taught me really, de- he de- dove deep into game structure and showed me how to really structure my game so that, you know what, you don't have to use these gates to worry about uh, feedback if you structure this game correctly. That's true. And that's what I learned. And I started applying it differently. I mean, not differently, but I started applying it to live, where a lot of cats were mm. not, when I show up at places that look at their game, I'm talking about professional guys. I'm not talking about just any old church. Oh, and oh. it's like, oh, wow, look how much that game is open and how small, you know, how how this fader is so low on where are you <laughs> right there's no such thing here i'm talking about the fact that he would I, I started applying that and found that it really helped me live i need more gain more gas i'll go up to the top but um it, that's the one thing i took from television and started applying live that's awesome wow 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 it's amazing so when did you start mixing live like when okay. did that happen for you that happened because a friend of mine named Fred Crawford, he's uh, we grew up together and then he started managing. And he was, uh, I was, I was still at WNET full time. I was there from 89 to 96. We had big layoffs. That's when I started working for myself as a freelancer in 96. But 92, I was still on staff there. Once again, I came out of college with a minor in audio, a major in music performance. Mm. And Quite honestly, making like $48,000 as a 22-year-old in 1989. Yeah. Oh, Man, I, was, I was doing it. Yeah, exactly. But I was hardworking. You know, I, 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 even I like to say I earned that. But um, I Fred was managing a group called Jiggy. Harlem Cats, one guy from Brooklyn. Uh, and they were doing shows and hip hop was king then. This is 1992. So Fred was managing him. I would roll with Fred to these shows. One show we were doing a place called Broadway Manor. And then, you know, people were going off dats. They were, they were performing off dats. They wow. Just, dats. Wow. Uh, <laughs> right. And the DJ was, you know, controlling the small console they had. The group needed four microphones. They were ready to go. The, the 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 host announced them, and they had a hot song. I mean, they they had this, they had two hot songs out that were just ridiculous, and he announced them, and the DJ pressed the button for the dat to start, and nothing happened. So we Fred and I are standing there, and he's the manager, like so he starts to freak out because now you know these these hip hop crowds are relentless still, you know. Yeah. They not they they came they paid their seven dollars fifty cent to see this group. They want this seven dollars fifty cent. <laughs> right, right, you right. know, shows weren't expensive then. And he's like, "Yo, man, can you can you go there? Help him, help him, because he's it, nothing's happening." I'm talking like you know, it was probably a minute went by, but you know, on stage time it felt like three oh, yeah, hours. Yeah, three hours. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they're yeah. freaking. They're looking stupid. I he ushers me up to the stage. The security knew who he was at that point. Let him up there. He knows what he's doing. He's an audio engineer. I go up, and this is no lie. Some people have never heard this story. 
But I I, I revealed it because it's nothing to hide. I, <laughs> I ducked down. The rack was beneath, you know, by the DJ's knees. I pressed the open door for the for the tape. It slid out. I picked it up. I looked at it. I opened the transport. You know, you press the little buckets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make sure it wasn't bound up. I put it back in. I pressed play. It slid back in. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, amazing. At that point, he was like, what'd you do? It doesn't matter. I'm going to talk to the... They were on Polygram record. I'm going to talk to the label tomorrow. I want to see if you can start traveling with us. Wow. He called them. I had a representative call me like the next day. Hey, how much would you charge? I'm making plenty of money doing television. They're doing these spec tours. Remember, spec tours, they oh, go out Thursday to a Saturday, right. Thursday, Friday to a Sunday. Right. And there'll be five different acts on the stage wherever you went. So I started I had so much time by that time from 89 and 92. I had never taken a vacation. Wow. I was a young dude working my way up. I was the youngest of 72 engineers on that staff and black. Okay. Wow. So I'm taking all this overtime. I'm taking all this. And I was trying to work my way up, this, up the ladder. Quick story. My accountant, my second year, when I went to do my taxes, he opened the envelope. He looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean, what am I doing? He said, now remember, I, I, I came out making 43000 Wow. Second, the second year, when my, my tax guy looked at my tax, he said, you made 80000 80, $80, Because of overtime, I was taking everything. But of course, the government took most of it, so he was mad. Oh, He's like, yeah, yeah. You, you oh, got to buy a house. You got to buy. I said, man, I'm 22 years old. I'm not thinking that. Exactly. Right? I live at home with my mother, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Having a good time. So anyway, um, so when the label called me, they said, well, how much would you charge? I said, I don't know. Give me $50, $100 a show. They only had a 20-minute show. And I just enjoyed being there. And I started using my vacation time, my sick days. I'm not, my vacation time and personal days to travel with them Thursday to Saturday. And I'd only use like two days in wow. a week. And I was still getting money per show and having a great time and making all these other connections that you just rattled off from Jiggy alone. Yeah, yeah. Wow. People don't understand, like 90% of everything is, is who you know. Oh, everything. It is. Absolutely. That's it is. Everything. But it you is. also have to qualify yourself. And that's what I tell this people. This is true. Because they can know you, but don't know what you carry. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. important. They have to trust you. Right. That, that, that's why one of my points was, you really are going to tell me you know as much as me, but you hired me to do this? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, that's all my right. thing. So how did how did um you being a musician it help you be an engineer? That's not just an not just a musician, but um a studied musician. So I knew about theory and where voices should sit when you mixed voices, and that was my edge. And where and where drums, like I'm a drummer. So I know where those drums should sit. Not mm -hmm. being biased and not wanting to hear the drummer more. Because some drummers you hear, you don't really want to hear more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The name shall be. Yeah. Uh, that, that, see, that's another, <laughs> that's another show. Exactly. <laughs> that's another show. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, 
so I, I was a study musician. So that gave me a huge edge on a lot of other engineers who were just technical, wow. who learned it in school. I knew music. I know music. So when I started mixing just voices and a track, that was easy. Huh, pff, no problem. I can make this, I'm going to EQ this track a little bit more, make it really bang. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I'm going to put these voices where they need to be. Then it became live stuff. My, my, my first, no, was that my first? My first big live uh, tour was Joe. Okay. As far as band, big band, right. larger band. That wasn't big, but it was a good size band. It's like a Plus, five-piece band. I remember right, that. right. But we were also sequencing. Along and, with the, Wow. That was new then. Yeah. It, it was very new, and the MP was not... Was in the 60 or the 62? It was a 60. Okay. MPC 60. That was the numero uno. That was the first one. Yeah. But oh, we weren't using that. Mitchy, boy. Well, we weren't using that. Let me tell you how we sequenced Joe's stuff. <laughs> um, another mentor of mine and good friend, um, Everett Ramos, studio engineer. When I was on the road with Joe, um, Joe wanted to sequence, but I ended up bringing Everett on because I knew he was a studio engineer, so he could figure this out. He knew the MPC like the back of his hand, because he learned from Ivan Doc Rodriguez, DJ Doc. Right. Because they worked at PowerPlay Studios together. And so Doc was a mentor of Everett's. And I brought Everett on as my assistant. Everett said, this is what we'll do. We'll use DA88s. But on the rider, we would need four DA88s. And he would load those suckers in. And oh, you guys is cheating. <laughs> once you press play on the D88s and they locked yeah. up, the show That's would start. It. Yeah. It was to the end. There's no stopping this yeah. thing. There's no interlude. There's no segue. It's no, 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 no. no. It's, it's going to run for 25 minutes. The show was 25 <laughs> minutes. No deviation. And wow. luckily, they never gave us a problem, knock on wood. But That's yeah, amazing. that's how we sequenced Joe's All That I Am tour. Wow. Plus the band. I started with that's with that as well. It was just him and background singers and dancers, but then that's what it ended up. The end of the tour was all, the All That I Am sh- album. Uh, I did that, and that's how we sequenced that. Wow! Wow! Da eighty eight. Wow. How did you make the transition from I guess what 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 the church would coin secular to into the church? How how was that, and how was that transition for you? Well. That transition didn't happen as an engineer. That's yeah. that that transition. I used to play in churches when I was younger before drums and stuff were really allowed in the church. There's some progressive churches, First Baptist here in Englewood, New Jersey. They mm-hmm. would call me in for Easter or Christmas and bring okay. a bass player in and I would play with the organist and we'd do things like that. But that wasn't big then, right? I was young. I was before I went to college. Okay. It was probably grade school. The transition came when my mother became the head of trustees at a church in Hackensack called. We're talking about real Catholicism type services. So there there was just (laughs) pipe organ. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So what happened was they needed um, some work. My mother's like, the system in there is a problem. I need you to come check it. All right. So I go over. And I meet the pastor. Oh, I'd been there. I'd been. I'd started going 
I wasn't going every Sunday. I was I was out on the road and stuff. So when I was in town, I'd go sit in the in the pews. I was like, we have a problem. You need to fix it. There's no way I'm gonna let this go on any longer. And I got someone like you. You know, all right. I go. I work on the system. The organ player was there. Guy named Eddie Jamat, who is out of Brooklyn Queens. He's part of the whole Brooklyn Queens contingent. You know, uh, and great player. And I work on the system. I'm done. The pastor comes in and he starts playing. So I actually sit down. Eddie left wow. and the pastor started playing. I sit down on the drums. He's like, because he said, I think he said, your mom told me you play drums. So it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. So we said, yeah, I'm going to sit down, start playing. So I'm playing and I'm playing. And he's like, hey, listen, our drummer sometimes is not here because he does gigs on Saturday nights. And, uh, right. <laughs> he may make it, he may not. Right. Older cat. I'm like, he said, would you fill in? Would you be able to fill in? I know you show up when you're here. Um, could I call you maybe early on Sunday morning if he's not? Sure. I love to play, man. I'll play for free. Exactly. You know, like I tell these musicians, there's a time we played for free. There was no, hey, how much can you pay me? Right. You just to church mm-hmm. and you play. Right. And you bought your drums. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you showed up early enough to bring your drums. <laughs> so I said, sure. I showed up one Sunday. And Eddie, the organist, had never heard me play. I sat down. There was another guy on bass, another cat on key, uh, other keyboard. So I'm playing. I know a lot of songs. And Eddie's like, who's this guy? I saw him talking to the bass player because he showed up a little late himself. <laughs> Who is this guy? You know, he's giving me the thumbs up. He's playing. He's killing. I'm playing. And at the end, he says, he's, oh, man, I appreciate you. They called me another Sunday when they thought the the drummer wasn't going to be there. And he showed up and I'm there. Oh, oh, oh. Now you know how that goes. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Drummers? Oh, man. Musicians. Musicians, you're right, yeah. You yeah. sit in my seat. Exactly. <laughs> no, oh, that's the guy that came here, huh? Exactly, right? I heard about you. I heard I heard you were smoking. <laughs> I wasn't here. So I'm going to make sure I'm here now. Right, so he showed up, but he showed up late. We're in praise and worship. This guy walks in, so I'm and you're playing. On, and you're on the set. I'm on the set. It's praise and worship, man. Service wow. is started. So I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm play. I do the whole service. He got to add. You can tell he's fuming. Mm. I don't really care. You're not gonna do nothing. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had that thing right exactly. <laughs> we can shake all day. <laughs> you know, so. So um, I get up, you know, and I, I threw a little extra spin on some things. You know, I ain't going to lie. It was, right, right, right. <laughs> it was I, right. Get up, I, I get up at, at the end of the service. He's like, can I speak to you, please? I'm like, yes. I, hey, man, listen, I just want to let you know, this is my gig. He's an older dude, too, so, you know, he was from that okay. school. Like, my dad, you, he's a little younger. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> hey, Listen, uh, listen, my man, this is my gig. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know when I'm going to be here, but the thing is, when I show up, I need you not to play. I'm like, well, they asked me to play. I wasn't going to not get up. I wasn't going to get up in the middle of the song. We're going back and forth. The pastor comes over. It's like, both of y'all, come into my office. Boom. Mm. He starts trying to tell the pastor what's going to happen. Pastor, hold up. Now, I called him. And I put him on somewhat of a retainer because I know how you sometimes do not right, show up. Right, right, right. 
And today is a perfect example. You showed up late. So he laid into him and I'm sitting there like this. <laughs> and that was it. Well, don't you know, <laughs> I'm in Bermuda no. with, with my wife a couple months later and we were at a wedding and my mother calls me and says, Frank, guess what? I'm like, what's up, ma? Everything all right? She's like, yeah. Ah, uh, what was his name? Ernie. I think his name was Ernie. Ernie died. <laughs> what? I said, what? She said, he died. Pastor's looking for you, see if you can play this Sunday. <laughs> I said, ma, they're not even going to leave the drums vacant. Like, one Sunday, you got a light on it or something, you know? Light a candle? Um, put some flowers on the snare uh, drum? Nothing? She was like, Pastor oh, called man. me, asked me if you were here. I said, well, I'm not going to Oh, my back. God. And that's how I started playing in church. Now, I know I'm taking up a lot of time, but no, no, no. then I started, I was consistently mixing for churches at that time as well, but not in church. Cause I never wanted to mix it. I mix all week long. And now I'm playing right. at this church on a regular basis every and, Sunday. And it's your love. This is my love. I'm right. like $20, $25. I don't care. I'll be right, blessed. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. It wasn't about the money. Sure. Now, Years go by. I'm there about three years. I go to another church. They did another church. During that time, I was mixing for Community Baptist with Lauren and Bernard. And, right. And, um, uh, uh, I mean, all, you know, who else? Corey was there. Was there. Corey, Corey was there at the time. He was doing praise and worship and playing drums. And playing drums. Um, so, and like I said, so now, I'm I, during that time, I had been doing their larger, their larger functions, Easter, Friends and family, um, um, you know, watch night, Christmas, when they mm -hmm. would go to a bigger location because they had a small oh. church at the time. Right. Okay. And built the new church at this point. So Pastor Taylor would call me in and I'd mix with, with the crew. I'd bring it, I'd crew the whole thing, bring in a full system wherever they were going. And or mix at Burton Performing Arts Center for them when they rented that out. Okay. Right. And so Lauren. Bernard was trying to get me to come there full time. No, no, no. Then Lauren left, went to Agape, started trying to eat. Lauren was after me for seven years. <laughs> Y'all, I'm at this church. Yo, son, you know, I'm at this church. Oh, yeah, this this I'm like, Lauren, I hear you. I don't want to mix on Sundays. Well, finally, I started mixing at Agape on Wednesday nights. He's like, yo, how about Wednesday nights? We have do we do Bible study? It's it's Fine, I, I can do Sunday, uh, Wednesdays. Wednesdays I went, boom. I was there for a couple months. Then their head audio engineer who was mixing regularly, he left. Now they're like, yo, we don't that have it. Baby, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're already here. Uh, right. You already know wow. the blow. You already know the system. So you already, they, you already. Right. They made me an offer. I took it back to Vernon Walton, my pastor at the time. I was playing at his church, Mount Calvary, and he I, we sat down. And, you know, he's a dollars and cents man. He understands. You know, he's a pastor. Right. He said, you mind me asking how much they paying you? I said, no, nah, I'll disclose it to you. He said, I told him, he said, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave me his blessing, man, and I was at Agape six oh, years as the head audio engineer. Um, and that's that's, awesome. that's that story. Wow, man, that's awesome. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. 
That's amazing. Good That's God. amazing. So let me ask you a t- let me ask you a tech question that I ask every engineer. That's don't get on too techy on me. <laughs> it's not a tech question. It's a process question. Okay. Yeah. What is your sound check process? Like, how do you do your sound check? Uh, Where do you start? In church. Period. Church anywhere. Like, what's your process? Is it different? Hold up. So, is it different from doing in church and doing on the road? Absolutely, because on the road, it's a different venue every time. If you try, right, right, right. So it's a different process there, especially in when it was in the analog world. Oh right? yeah, so tweaking a room. Is yeah, totally listen, my, different. my my process first and foremost, and that this is how I got the Destiny's Child gig. I mean, we're here to tell stories, right? That's yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, like yeah. if I didn't have stories, you'd be like, well, this guy, he was boring. Uh, all right. That's the end yeah, of our stories. We had one of those before, but this is great. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of our podcast. It's the shortest one ever. Thank you very much, Frank. <laughs> You're done. This guy. Um, you, I, I, when I'm on the road, I assess the room by listening, first and foremost, to something that I'm familiar with, something that I've mixed, something that I produced, because I've done a lot of produ- producing as well. Okay. So I'll put in something that I know. That's how I used to get remix work when I was on the road with the hip hop acts. Cause okay. that was the era, era, that was the era of, era of the remix, right? Yeah, right, right. yeah. Yep. So I would take the vocals from a group that I was working with, create a new track for it, remix it, mm. put it in, in the wow. sound check so I could check the room. And so many times, and I can tell you the many, I would say about 10 times, I've done remixes for people and they've been in the dressing room and heard their vocals on a different track and come back out like, <laughs> hey Frank, I think come out on stage. This is the, this is the act, like stop, what is that? And I said, all those something I threw together, we gonna talk later, bro, we gonna talk later. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was something I was familiar with. So that's how I'm assessing the room for my ear. Then I'll put up if it's the band, if it's a band, you know, it's just really assessing the room so that I know what it's lacking, what it what it needs, mm. how bass heavy it is, how bass light it is. Yeah, that could really fool you. Right. So I'm a, and you can't go with what's gonna make you feel good. Right, right. You kind of come to a happy you can't, it's not personal. You want to listen to music, you come home, sit here. Exactly. And listen to right. it how you want. You right. have to assess it that it makes sense. So I'm gonna listen from my from my vantage point, which is the mixed, you know, position. And then at some point, when I feel it's right, if the band's up, if I gotta mix up with the band, then walk down and see what's going on down below. Or if I'm already in the crowd, if it's a larger place, or even now, I mean, smaller. If it's a larger place and I'm down in the crowd, then I'm I'm fine. But I'll walk right. behind me up and around and go upstairs, not too high, because that you can never satisfy everybody too high because they bought the cheap seats for a reason. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm I'm trying to take care of the mez. I'm trying to take care of the floor. Mm-hmm. When it comes to church, if it's a weekly thing like I'm doing now, it doesn't really vary until the, the amount of bodies arrive. So true. So that's going to change it. So I know that... That absorption, it means a whole lot. That's yeah. A whole, that's a whole nother thing. So I'm going to start low 
And as it as it gets soaked up and it feels different, feels more punchy to me in the room, then I'm going to push a little bit more. Not necessarily low end, because I'm probably getting that low end because the body's going to get that and take care of that frequency so it's going to stay punchy. But volume-wise, right. roll back my subs that are on a, you know, on a, on a fader of their own mm-hmm. and roll that back. So you put you put your subs on 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 the aux, on the aux yeah. But uh, like we're running the pro too, so it's on the mono fader. Okay. You know, so that that's how we're running that. But yeah, in most cases it's on you know, that's uh, good. On aux. But that way, um, so I'm listening. That once again, Destiny's Child. I was mixing Imagine. We were in this. We were in uh, Queens Club Amazura. We arrived. They were the headliner. The, 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 the warm-up acts were sounding like garbage. Once again, I'm going to go in and listen while these other acts are on. I'm going to probably sure. get there before the act, my act even gets there if we're not traveling together because that was a local show, so I was by myself. I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen, and it was really bad. But I knew it was wrong, and I wasn't going to talk to any engineer. I'm, that's one thing I don't like to do. Um, I'm not going to Different animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no sense to me say, hey, man, why don't you do this? Oh, somebody's going <laughs> yeah. to listen to you. Yeah. Right, because now I'm a know-it-all. Exactly. Or, you know, and, and I've been, you know, there's been know-it-alls that have come to me not knowing who I was and what I've done. And it t- I'm like, nah, not really. Not unless, the only person I'm really listening to is the person that brought in the system. Exactly. That head engineer, that's the person who knows everything. Yeah, what's right. going to work for their system. Right. Now, that's the person you listen to, okay? Another engineer from another act, they could be sabotaging. You don't want to listen to them. Exactly. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm mixing, and when I find, when Imagine got ready to go, I put on the track, and I'm EQing, bop, 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 I'm running back and forth on this EQ. Cleared it up to the point when they got on, they, were, they weren't in through their, they, you know, we're only going to do pieces of songs in the, in the, in the sound check. They weren't, they weren't through the first verse. And this man runs up on me. Hey, excuse me. Can I talk to you? I'm like, yo. Once again, <laughs> one of my points. Don't you, <laughs> right. don't you see that I'm working? And he says, hey. I'm like, hold on. Give me one second. I'm trying not to be rude. But I'm working. Like, I don't come to your job. Exactly. To your desk and start talking right. to you. Right. I don't take the so, squeegee out your hand. Right. He <laughs> <laughs> said the squeegee. So now I'm like, um, we get done with the sound check. He goes, hey, man, listen, everything's, what did you do? It sounds so clean, so clear. Everything, I said, well, I uh, made some tweaks to my, you know, for my group. He goes, listen, my name's Matthew. Uh, are you mixing for everybody tonight? I said, no. I said, mix it for Imagine. I'm with Jive. He goes, okay, would you mix for my group? I'm like, who's your group? I didn't wow. know who he was. So, thank God I wasn't rude. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I could be rude. Uh, that, we all can. We like all I can. said, I, I'm, I'm, I got no problem with being the bad guy. That was one of my points. Right. <laughs> so I said, um, yeah, who's your group? He says, Destiny's Child. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. I said, you have the tapes? I'll bring it right back to you. How much will you charge me? I was like, how, how long is the how long, how long is the show? He goes, uh, today we're doing the 38-minute uh, show. I was like, give me 300 not many people make $300 in 38 minutes. And mm-hmm. I didn't need it, thank God, at the time. And I just thought it was not, I could have said 700 But once again, my thing is, let's make this connection. Right. right. I'm for the long haul. Right, right, right. right. 
Short money doesn't work for me. I want long money. So he comes back, hands me 300 cash. Boom. They're going to do the sound check. No problem. So while he go back outside, I put their, their dad in and I'm listening on the main system because they were going to sound check after us. Right. Well, the, 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 um, the promoter didn't promote well. They didn't have the back end money. So we're outside talking with them. Me and he and I are talking. We exchange numbers. I still have his number in my phone right now. Okay. And <laughs> literally we're talking. And then he says, we have a show tonight. We got to get out of here. He had his front end money because they said that as a deposit. He leaves. And he, he left and I didn't know he left. So I called him the next day and we left. We didn't do the show either. Come next day, I said, excuse me, Mr. Knowles, listen, I have your money. Um, you know, where can I meet you? You're still in town. I'll bring you money. No, no, no. Hold on to that. You owe me a show. Not a problem. <laughs> That's Not it. Because No, No, No was out then and it was climbing big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the Wycliffe remix. Mm-hmm. That was getting huge. Yeah. So I had the date. Boom, boom, boom. I did about 10 shows with them and then Latavi and Latoya started wanting to be lead singers and messed up everybody's money. Wow. Well, mine and theirs. Wow. So, so I couldn't lead around, so I had to amazing. I was on to other acts at that point. Amazing. So what instrument do you start with? And so so now let's go back to church sound check and church. Like how do you start your sound check at church? Well, luckily with church at this point, I mean if it's a new act, it's not if it's not a place where I'm every week, because the mix is gonna be there, especially with the digital consoles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mix is there. Yeah. If it's a new act or if it's something new, I'm of course, have already line checked. So I pretty much EQ'd stuff in the line check. And I'm going to start, first and foremost, pretty much with making sure, once I've done a line check, I'm probably going to start getting somebody on a microphone, the lead microphone, so that I know where that sits in the room as well. So that I know where I can bring and gain back the whole entire band. Right. Because no one came to see the band. I tell people all the time. You ain't never lie, bro. No one cares about the bass player. Nobody cares about the drummer. Nobody cares no. about the guitarist if you have yep. one. If the no vocals one cares. on top. If the vocals are not there, that's yep. all I care about. They you could I've set up mixes around a vocal because something has happened or I've restructured that 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 mix while that singer was singing. As long as those people can hear that act that they paid their money for, Amazing. everything will be fine. If they hear That's all bad and no vocal, yeah, you might as well jump in the guillotine yourself and lower down that blade because you are dead in the water. It's going to be a problem. You're going to get embarrassed. Right. They may stop. They may start. Right. You know, now they know your name. They don't know who you are until until you mess up. You know, <laughs> That's the truth. Now they know. Now they know your name, social security number, yep. your mother's maiden name, yep. and everything else, and your address. Now they're and, on your way, and your pin number to your, to <laughs> <Yeah>. your cards. <laughs> okay, they know all that now. Um, and it, it, but if you do a great job, you're like, yeah, nobody gets no. You know, you don't get any. Thank you. That's a whole other show. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's, I mean. that's why. That's why I named my company Invisible Media. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So literally, yeah. that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to make sure that vocal mic is 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 popping. And after we, you know, then I'm going to set up the, the band around that. If I can get somebody to sing, that's great. If not, I'm, I'm going to the band next. Drums, of course, starting with kick going on mm-hmm. up. 
but have the drummer play. I will not, once I do a line check, I just want the drummer to play, and now I'm going to set up the mix while the drummer's playing. I want the drummer to play first. Play. And I'm going to set that mix up around what he's doing. Bass player, if, if I can get the drummer to still keep, continue playing, I want the bass player to play. I don't want to stop the drummer and then get the bass player. I want them to play together. Yeah. Because that, that, that bass and the kick drum, man, cause I, I learned that the hard way, EQ and bass and kick, and like where you wanted to sit to cause the separation with how the batter hits. And, you know, the guy may have a four string, the next dude may have a five string. And like, you got you to gotta make that thing swing. Five string is nothing but mush at certain points. That little B, yeah. that little B. That B, yeah. Like nothing but mush. And I, 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 me personally, I had this discussion with uh, Sylvester, my man. Um, you know, we work at a guy because he's the head audio engineer now. So I'm working for my mentee. <laughs> it's great though, because wow. I'm like, handle that. I'll be here mixing. <laughs> go, go deal with the politics. I'll be here mixing. <laughs> you know? um, and we were talking about whether we, he likes to put the bass in the subs. Now, hmm. I gauge that per room. Hmm, interesting. I don't like the, why put the, now the bass and the kick are sitting in that same area that's going to be mush, especially when that person goes to E or the lower B. Mm-hmm. And what happens wow. is it doesn't, okay. it doesn't translate as anything to me, depending upon the room. Mm-hmm. I'm in a Coliseum, that's different, because now I got to shake the room. But in, even as big as Agape is, I probably am not going to put the bass in the subs. Because I, I need it to sing. I need to hear the notes, even on the lower ones. Now, if he plays a four string, that's even better. But even if it's a five or a six, I need that out of the subs because it's just going to become mush and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna mess with my ears. So do you, uh, you put a little bit in there, or like nothing? Uh depends on the room. Depends on the room. Okay, I got you. Depends on the room. And agape, ah, I, I get a little bit, but it gets so loud in there that, quite honestly, right. it only adds to the actual confusion in the frequencies. So it becomes more. Um, it, it just becomes very dirt, dirty, mm-hmm. muddy to me. Comes mm-hmm. very muddy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why do it? I, if I keep it just in in the in the in the in, in the, the box, right. the speakers, then what's going to happen is I'm going to hear the notes. Kick is mm-hmm. a cert, is one note, right? And 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 it, it's supposed to be G, right? Mm. Now people don't know that. Like that's what people used to do, and I still do it to a certain degree. Um, is G, but that's when we use 18 inch, not 22s, right? And what happens is you're going to hit that note with that bass at some point during some song, and it's right. going to be really muddy, especially mm-hmm. if that's to stay there and it, and it right. becomes mm-hmm. a standing tone, and it's going to it's just going to stay there, and it bothers me. And it's cleaner if it's just in the boxes to me, and not not the subs. Mm. So then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, now I'm going to tell the guitar player I'm on a microphone. I want a mic at the at the front house with me all the time. It's active guitar, join in. And and I prefer it to be a song that I don't know. It's just a group. Just groove on something. Right. That's good. And I just built keys and everything else after that. Then we'll do a song with all the vocals that we know. Oh, that's dope. Oh, good, that's dope. Man. That is dope. Man, we could talk all day, brother. <laughs> we could <laughs> talk all we could talk all day. So we're gonna save you're definitely you're gonna like be yeah, a you gotta a, come back. You're gonna be a rear <laughs> A reoccurring, yeah. <laughs> a reoccurring guest. I'm, I'm fine with that. I enjoy it. A, re- a reoccurring guest. Yeah, for sure. Like, guess who's going to be on today? Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, 
Oh, we the don't. Engi- you know. The engineer's engineer. <laughs> the engineer's engineer. Brother, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your talent, oh, your ability, man. your skill, and your and most most importantly, your heart, man. Yeah. I Thank really, you. I really, I really appreciate that. It's good to speak yeah, to engineers because I come from a musical background as well. So it's really good to hear engineers because I everything you're saying is things I say to Caleb all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a like DJ, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't come from all that, you know what I'm saying? So, right. but yeah, man, it's um, it's it, amazing. It, so before we get out of here, we do this thing called 30 Seconds and Gone. These are rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw them at you. <laughs> are you ready, my brother? That's why I took a sip real quick. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> it, it is water, people of the kingdom, man. <laughs> your, your life. Um, <laughs> all right. I, don't think I took a sip and they're just like, what do you sip on? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Destiny's Child. Right, right. Destiny's Child. All, all them tours you've been doing. Exactly. They forget all about the other Mr. Supercotton. Right, right, right. I, right. I, I, I listened to that to that podcast with Lauren where he said, I wasn't always an angel on tour, but you know. <laughs> I listened. Yes, sir. Question number one. Favorite kick drum mic. Um, Beta 52. Okay. Okay. Wow. Snare drum, do you do, do you mic the top and the bottom or just the top? I prefer just the top. I think you get too much in the bottom, like for no reason. Like snares, if it's a good snare, it's going to give you that, that snare. You got to get more of that snare on the bottom. Like, "Ah." it's one more channel taken up for what? Flintstones or the Jetsons? <laughs> Favorite go-to EQ. Favorite go-to EQ? Yeah. Like plug-in or plug-in out- anything. It could be plug, it could be anything. Clark Technique. Clark Technique? Okay. Top three consoles you prefer to mix on. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm on PM four thousand. Okay. First and foremost, that was on my rider for years. Wow. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just the most solid. I mean, faders. It's big. It's huge. Takes four people to pick it up. But the PM four thousand, <laughs> five thousand, any of the PMs like three. They just what a solid piece of workmanship. Um, I just think like the channel, man. The channel thing would drive me crazy. What all the buttons in the channel? In the, yeah. In the bed, in the bed. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, that's. I mean. Why? Once once it's pressed, it's good. But yeah. those faded, man, like, I mean, they were accurate. They were, yeah. Oh, God. And and just so, I mean, just accurate and smooth. And you could almost bump it and, and it wouldn't it move. Unless move. You really wanted right. it to move. Yeah. Like, it wasn't too hard, it wasn't too soft. That is great. Yeah, um, clean console. Oh, yeah. Second would be Midas, like a, mm-hmm. like a heritage. Okay. Like the heritage, yeah. The Pro my, two I, I, heritage. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Midas fan. Third is the Mackie. The Mackie with the with the thirty twos, with the 30, original thirty two by eights. That's right here in front of me. Wow, you got a thirty two by eight. Wow. Right here in front of me. Wow. Oh wow. Um, because the EQs on there are really really good. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, That's and, amazing. Right. Like, I'm not one of them dudes who go, yo, I needed it. Nah. I, right now, I went from my favorite digital to, well, my favorite analog to, to well, the Midas. They're all analog. I like the Pro 2 because I we bought those for Agape before I before I left. And I really enjoyed them because the EQs on those are incredible. And the Pre's are crazy. The I love the Pre's. I mean, you know, listen, they're Midas yeah. Pre's. That's with, from the Heritage, right? Right. That's why I like, I always like the Pre's on the Heritage. But yeah, I, I mean, traveling around with a sound company, um, and I have a small, I still have a small system, but I'm using the Yamaha uh, LS9. Um, that's part of my package. But because I'm a Yamaha fan, as you see, started with the Yamaha. That's mm-hmm. number one. So I like the Yamahas. But the Mackie, as far as durability, functionality, ease of use in, a, in yeah. an analog console, and yeah. just really giving you what you need, and you can bang yeah. it around. The old ones, not the new yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not the new ones. The yeah, old ones, bang it around. Come on, I'm sitting here with one. It's, it's, Dude, it's you know, it's just that everybody had a 32 by eight. Everybody wanted a 32 by eight because then you can send up, you have your D88s or your ADATs. Yep. And that was the big thing, man. I, that was I had a, a 24 by thing. four. I had a 24 by four that I sold to a church and I'm still kicking myself. Not that I needed it, you know, but it was my right. first console I ever bought. Uh, was wow. When I bought my first studio, I bought a 24 by four. And I wow. used, then I started using it outside, but yeah, Mac. Wow, wow. That's Last amazing. question. Finish the sentence. I hate when musicians do. Do? <laughs> I hate. I hate when musicians blank. I hate when musicians blank. I hate when musicians tell me that I don't understand what they're going through. Wow. Because they'll tell me in a minute, when I come up to talk to them about levels, monitoring, that things I'm asking them to do to make the experience for the people who, once again, paid the admission price. Right. And in, in sound check, and they, I need more, I need more, I need oh, more, I need man. more, oh. more, bring in more, more. Can I have another monitor? I need more. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, oh, this is what man. I need to do. Now, I'm, I'm nice when I initially go up, but I have no problem being the bad guy. I keep telling y'all that. It's not, because you you needing more is going to put me in a bad situation. Exactly. The stage yeah. is way too loud, and I'm not able to deliver what I what they yeah, want yeah. me to deliver. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I need you to is understand, I'm going to speak to you in, music, in engineering language first, and then, if necessary, I'm going to speak musician language. But I'm going to mix the two initially so that you understand I know what I'm talking about if you do not know me. Because everybody doesn't know me, that's fine. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. But I'm going to come with joy and happiness until you start telling me, well, you don't understand. Because, <laughs> well, my my fine friend, I actually do understand because now I got to go in my pocket and start pulling out my degrees. <laughs> you see, I hate to do that on you. Because most of you cats do not have the degrees that I have. Exactly. Okay, I so my degrees tell me or will tell you that I understand what I'm talking about and I understand what you're talking about. Okay? And I probably understand what you're talking about more because I was that first. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I was a musician first and still am a musician. 
But I'm trying to make you understand that the people that are listening, if that stage is louder than these boxes flown up in the air or on the floor or whatever, that does not help the experience of these people just so that you can be totally satisfied with what you're doing and hear yourself more than anything else in the whole room, which is selfish. It's selfish. And it does not make for a good experience. And that's what I try to create is the experience for the people. That's why when I train people for houses of worship, I say, if you've come here to do this job and you expect to be in the service and worship, you can leave right now because this course that I'm about to teach you is not going to allow you to be in the service. You may want to skip services on second and fourth Sundays and just be in the pews and then work first and third. Right. Because you need to be paying attention. Okay. So I understand. But musicians, I hate when they try to tell me that. Wow. wow. Amazing. 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 Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. The engineers, engineer Frank Brown Jr. Thank you for your time, sir. Oh um, man, thank you. Thank you guys. We're, we're definitely gonna be revisiting sometime next month. <laughs> yep. It'll be something because I want I want I want I want to I want to get into and plus plus we're I just I spoke I spoke with Lauren and we got the okay to do our behind the scenes show first time visitor at Agape. Yeah. So we're looking forward okay. to coming out there with the crew and, and filming you guys. Now I definitely want to come out there one day, one Sunday. Are you are you guys open yet? Yeah, this this week will be the third Sunday we've been open. Okay, I definitely want to come through. I'll let you know when I'm going to come through. And just sitting there and, you know, yeah. get a, get away from home church and, you know, you know, experience it and soak it in at the same time, learn some stuff at the same time. So I thank you for your time. Listen, we're going to say like we always say, keep God first in everything you do. Everything. We see you next time on the Church Sound Podcast.